another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. This this whole fucking situation is ridiculous. You see, if we had the the proper president, the president who was duly elected, fucking Donald J. Trump, he fucking he knows how to handle this kind of bullshit. We wouldn't have this goddamn situation. <laughs> Good morning, jesters. Good morning, Jestettes. Good morning, fellow Jesterians. Oh, what a wonderful day to be alive, man. It's a great day to be alive. We're working on getting some smoke today. It's going to be awesome. Not a lot of smoke, but something. Something to sustain us. Sustain our positive attitude. Because that's all I need to get a boost is smoke a little tree. Fudge yes. Uh, and then I'm going to stop by the uh, the ex's house, get the rest of my shit. And then I'm going to stop at a couple places and find a job. That's what I'm going to do. Fuck yeah. You know what it is, though. It is what it is. Because I am a starving entrepreneur. And I need to find supplemental income until this shit starts kicking off. That's why I'm counting on y'all to uh, hit that subscribe button and share. Because sharing is caring, man. Don't you want everybody to hear what the gesture has to say? Fuck yeah. I'm a pretty smart guy. I, I call out the bullshit. And I think everybody should hear me calling out the bullshit. Because that would be awesome. That would be phenomenal. Here comes a kitty. What? What are you doing, Kit Kat? Oh, well. So now, let's... uh. Let's dive back into our conversation with Dr. Carl Hart, shall we? Because, man, I got a lot of shit going on, and I just, I, I, I feel odd talking to y'all about it, because, well, y'all don't know me. Well, you kind of do now. At least you should know me a little bit, because uh, I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. Kitty cat, I, I'm busy, bud. I need you to go. I need you to go away. I do. No, let hands off. Let's, come on. This damn cat. It's my sister's cat. And this fucking thing, I'm sleeping at night. This, this cat comes up and fucking taps me on the face. Tap, tap, tap. That means he wants under the blanket. This cat is so fucking spoiled. Tap me on the face wanting to be all warm under the blankets. Listen, buddy. Listen, buddy, you just let me sleep. I don't need you waking my ass up, douche monkey. Oh, well, so... Oh, but, you know, Channel 716 is going down. Not going down, it's it's picking up. We we're, we got Southern Tier Cannabis going into uh, production in a show. That's going to be awesome. So if you have a Roku... Download channel 716. And if you want to advertise on channel 716, email thepromotinggesture at gmail.com and we can see what we can do for you. How does that sound to you? 
Absolutely tootly. And so now let, let's get into our conversation with Dr. Carl Hart. In drug use for grown-ups. Chasing liberty in the land of fear. We are on the uh, chapter about psychedelics. In recent years, psychedelic advocates have successfully pushed for wider mainstream acceptance of specific substances, while quietly disassociating themselves from others. For example, in 2019, Denver and Oakland passed measures that effectively decriminalized personal use of psilocybin mushrooms and other psychoactive plants and fungi. MDMA is expected to receive FDA approval for treating post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, within the next couple of years. See, that's the thing. The FDA, as we've learned through this scamdemic, the FDA and the CDC are both corrupt piles of shit. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if they, if they, uh, greenlight something or not. Because fuck you, they, they, they ain't gonna tell me what I can and can't do. Because I'm, I'm chasing liberty, goddammit, in this land of fear. Meanwhile, psychedelic enthusiasts were conspicuously silent when Van Dyke used PCP as justification for his savagery. We also didn't hear a peep from them when Betty Jo Shelby, a white Oklahoma, Oklahoman police officer, evoked the crazy on PCP defense. To justify her killing of unarmed black Terrence Crutcher. On September 16, 2016, the day Crutcher was killed, he had PCP in his system. But a video of the incident clearly indicates that he was neither aggressive nor violent. Nevertheless, Shelby was acquitted of manslaughter charges. Cops, man, they, they always... <laughs> fuck the police. Not all of them, just these fucking crooked ones. Legend of the superhuman, violent PCP user will live on. This means more people will die needlessly. I am deeply disturbed that there is a deafening silence from the psychedelic community while fellow drug users continue to be brutalized as a result of PCP-related misapprehensions. The question before me is, why the silence in the face of such egregiously harmful mischaracterizations of PCP. It might have something to do with the fact that black men bear the brunt of this murder-justifying myth. Or, it could be that psych psychonauts are simply strategically protecting their mission to ensure continued public support for a select few psychedelics, including DMT, MDMA, and psilocybin. Drawing attention to the fact that PCP is also a psychedelic might jeopardize the reputation and thus the availability of other psychedelics. It's also possible, however, that most people, including psychedelic advocates, don't know PCP as a psychedelic. Plus, the crazed black on PCP legend is so ubiquitous in drug education and popular depictions that its, val that its validity isn't questioned. Honestly, I don't know the exact reason for the lack of public engagement by the community when it comes to correcting misinformation about PCP. I hope the information presented here 
helps to change this situation. I vividly recall lamenting this in a recent conversation with my friend Rick Doblin. Rick is the founder and executive director of the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS. Over the past 30 plus years, he has worked tenaciously to get psychedelic research studies approved and funded. He has teamed up with researchers, some of whom even consider him their mortal enemy, as well as therapists, patients, and activists in this pursuit. Few people on the planet know the FDA's drug, process, drug approval process better than Rick, who has a PhD in public policy and decades of experience working with and around regulatory agencies. MAPS, under Rick's leadership, has been the single most important driving force behind the recent broader acceptance of psychedelic, especially of MDMA use. But the thing that stands out most about Rick is his never, her, his ever-present beaming smile. If ever there was an eternal optimist, it's Rick. In response to my frustration regarding the community's quiescence, oh, <laughs> sorry guys. In response to my frustration regarding the community's quiescence surrounding misguided notions about PCP and violence, Rick expressed similar concerns, but he also asked me when I had, what I had done to change or improve the situation. I had avoided attending conferences and events focused exclusively on psychedelics for many of the reasons mentioned above, including the oppressive lack of racial diversity and pervasive drug elitism in those spaces. Still, Rick's question compelled me to acknowledge that I, too, was a member of the psychedelic community, and as much I had specifically I had specific responsibilities, including providing education about issues that concern me and should concern us all. Rick challenged me to give a series of lectures at MAPS sponsored events. Before I answered, he told me the story of how increasing the availability of psychedelics for adults became his life's mission. In 1972, Rick, who was Jewish, was an anxiety ridden college student while he was deeply worried about the possibility of being sent to war in Vietnam. He was even more terrorized by the atrocities carried out during the Holocaust. The fact that people could dehumanize others and kill them, well, you see, it, it, let me do a little side, a caveat here. Do you, do you understand now, through this fucking scandemic, how these people are being like, kill the unvaccinated? Fucking, uh, don't, the unvaccinated don't, don't, uh, deserve to eat, they don't deserve to work, they don't deserve, dude, that's, that's fucking Holocaust type shit. That's groupthink. That's that. That's fucking ridiculous. And that's how all these Jews were loaded onto trains and killed because of the goddamn stupid ass public who think they know better than everybody else. Fuck that man. Open your goddamn eyes and see what the fuck's really going on. Now where was I? The fact that people could dehumanize others and kill them. He told me that could be. 
That could be me one day. Well, yeah, if you're unvaccinated now especially, it could be anybody. Rick went on to say that psychedelics helped him to see how we're all connected, to see the goodness in all humans. If others could also experience these types of insights, then perhaps, he believes, he would behave and live more compassionately. This belief is what motivates him every day to continue his mission. I almost always come away from talks with Rick wanting to be a better person. Perhaps I had been unfair in castigating an entire community, I thought. I was reminded of the Maze song, We Are One. I thought about the song's lyrics that implores better treatment of each other and celebrates the joy that comes from it. I was determined to be better, to be more forgiving. True psychonauts such as Rick possess the values I want to emulate. So I agreed to do my part and to speak at his events whenever possible. Rick's openness and non-judgmental approach strangely reminded me of how I once smugly dismissed Jerry Garcia as someone unworthy of serious consideration in discussions about drugs, liberty, or happiness. I was so wrong. Garcia, contrary to my uninformed view, used not only psychedelics, but also other drugs such as cocaine and heroin. Unlike some in his circle, loved ones and band members, he neither looked down on users of non-psychedelic drugs, not disparaged others for engaging in behaviors outside societal conventions, so long as these behaviors did not infringe on other people's freedoms. I wish more people in today's psychedelic movement would emulate these specific aspects of life that Garcia tried to live. If so, they might actually gain an appropriate appreciation for the country's founding documents, the, de document, the Declaration of Independence, and for what Garcia meant when he said, the pursuit of happiness, that's the basic, ultimate freedom. Just allow me to be happy, man. Don't fucking tell me what I what to do. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Allow me to chase fucking happiness. Allow me to be happy. Ah, oh, that was that was me. We're gonna leave it off there, but the pursuit of happiness, man. You are guaranteed in the Constitution life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have the right to live, to be alive. You have the right of liberty to be free. To do what you choose as long as you don't infringe on somebody else's right to liberty. And to pursue happiness. Smoking weed is how I be ha am happy. That's what fucking makes me positive. Makes me a go-getter. Makes me able to, to just to open up and be wise. To be, into, to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to be social. Talk to people, you know? Oh, I know. What you doing, Kelly Kitty? Oh, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Fucking people. They think they know better than you. And they don't because they're idiots. Oh, they might not be idiots, but they definitely don't know better than you. They don't know better than me how to run my life, how to run your life. So fuck these people who think they do, man. Like, like you were talking about the Holocaust. As you can see... A scared populace is the fucking... I fear 
Large groups of stupid people. Stupid people in large groups are fucking scary. Because who the fuck knows what they're going to do? As, we, as we've seen. I mean, if you didn't get this test, uh, this uh, un, uncertified, uh, unsafe clot shot, they were willing to throw you under the bus and fucking not, not allow you to go get food, not allow you to eat, not allow you to do anything because you didn't get this fucking clot shot. And now we've we've heard that the CDC is of the FDA, one of the two corrupt fucking agencies. They they didn't want to uh, release the data on the booster shots because the data would show that it's very un- that it's not effective at all. But they want you to go get this clot shot just because they want you to die. Well, no, they might not want you to die. <laughs> this is it's it's difficult to understand. They don't care if you die, but that's not their ultimate goal. They don't want to kill you. They just want to make money. They want to make a lot of money. And if they can mandate you to take these fucking shots, then that's how they get their money. Because it's all taxpayer-funded money. Anything the government gives you, they've taken from somebody else. The government has no money. The government has nothing. Unless you give it to them. So don't give them the power to rule over you. Fuck these people. Because they don't... (laughs) They don't deserve to be where they're at, number one. Illegitimate Joe Biden was installed like a toilet. He is a toilet. All he does is catch shit. He is shit. He shits his pants. It is what it is. You're such a dick. Oh, well. I'm just... I'm rambling and I'm just... I'm in a weird mood today, man. Because I'm going to go see my ex. Because I got to get the rest of my shit. And I'm going to see my dog. I miss my dog. Bentley. I miss Bentley, man. That's the worst part about this breakup is fucking leaving Bentley behind, man. Ugh. I fucking love that dog. I fucking love that. Now I'm going to start fucking crying. Stop. 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 Let's, uh, whoo. Ugh. Whoo. Let's, uh, let's get into the UFC, shall we? Let's see what these mother truckers are trying to sell us today. Hey, go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash SWTJ. Sessions with the gesture, SWTJ. And leave a message. That's anchor.fm forward slash SWTJ. Leave a message. Tell me what you think about uh, my views. That would be some good shit. Word. (laughs) The United States is targeting Russia's financial system as part of a first wave of sanctions following Russia's troop movements in Ukraine. President Biden characterized Russia's deployment of troops into eastern Ukraine as an invasion. He bizarrely asserted that these regions are no longer part of Ukraine and their sovereign territory. To put it simply, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. No, that's not at all what it is there, illegitimate Joe Biden, you fuckstick. He moved his troops into pro-Russian parts of Ukraine. Parts that wanted to be part of Russia, not part of Ukraine. So, fuck you, Joe. I love how you twist in this shit, buddy. After you Biden wanna, spoke, Secretary of State Antony... You just want a reason to... To put sanctions on. So you... You see, like it... 
the Ukraine has made the Biden family very wealthy by just giving them money. So now they want to pro- protect Ukraine for <clears throat> for they. Uh, he feels obligated to pr- protect uh, Ukraine because Ukraine has given him so much fucking money. And it's just it. It's sad that that's how it fuck the world works, man. Lincoln canceled a meeting that he was supposed to have later this week with his Russian counterpart Sergey Lavrov. We will not allow Russia to claim the pretense of diplomacy. At the same time, it accelerates its march down the path of conflict and war. And the preliminary plans for a Biden-Putin summit are off now. Of course. Our national political fuck correspondent Mara he's... Liason joins us now. Mara, uh, what are these sanctions uh, going to do? Because Biden is weak. Two banks he's a weak with more than goddamn leader, and he doesn't deserve to be in the, the position he's in. Uh, they've locked out Russia's central bank and its government from raising new money from U.S. and European investors. Uh, they've also sanctioned five Russian individuals. These are oligarchs and their families. And the U.S. has worked with Germany to agree to shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, gas pipeline from Russia. Uh, the president said more sanctions are in the works. U.S. officials say this is the beginning of the invasion, so this is the beginning of sanctions. As the invasion escalates, if it does, sanctions will escalate too. Yeah, in the weeks leading up to this point, the president has said the measures would be, in his words, swift and severe. So, Mara, are these sanctions swift and severe? They're certainly swift. Whether they're severe is being debated. These aren't the biggest Russian banks or the biggest number of Russian oligarchs. This whole fucking situation is ridiculous. You see, if we had the the proper president, the president who was duly elected, fucking Donald J. Trump, he fucking, he knows how to handle this kind of bullshit. We wouldn't have this goddamn situation. But because we have a weak fucking leader in Joe Biden, he he thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants and shit. shit. No, fuck you, Joe. That's what Biden, uh, Putin is saying. Fuck you, Joe. Ha! Ridiculous, weak-ass old man. As for Putin himself, uh, White House officials say all options are on the table about sanctioning his financial assets. Uh, There's no sign yet of sanctioning or banning exports of strategic assets like semiconductors to Russia, export controls. That's something that's been talked about. But the strategy here is to try to deter further Russian action. Dalip Singh, who's Biden's deputy national security advisor, explained it this way yesterday. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion of Ukraine that could involve the seizure of major cities, including Kyiv. They're meant to prevent large-scale human suffering that could involve tens of thousands of casualties in a conflict. And they're meant to prevent the installation of a puppet government controlled by Moscow. So they're keeping more sweeping sanctions in reserve. There's a lot of... So they don't want... They don't want Moscow to install a puppet leader, but it's okay for the U.S. to install a puppet leader. Pup... The, the fucking hip, hypocrisy, man. Do as I say, not as I do. To get buy-in from up. European allies on this plan, Mara. But uh, let's look inward for a second. Does President Biden have domestic support for this? Uh, no. For this, uh, strategy. At this point, he does. There is no, he doesn't. Bird. The fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> nobody in a well, I can't say nobody. Very few people in America support or even voted. For illegitimate Joe fucking Biden. Because he's an old ass motherfucking man with dementia. Who's been fucking locking up. Other than white people his entire fucking life. Just like his goddamn uh. 
and vice president. This is this, nobody supports illegitimate. I, I stop saying nobody because there's no such thing as a hundred percent. Very, very few people support illegitimate Joe. Very, very few people voted for illegitimate Joe. That's just the way it fucking is, man. And support in Congress. Polls show that Americans are supportive of these sanctions. Uh, but there are also dangers here. Gas prices might go up. Uh, President Biden said yesterday, defending freedom will have costs. We have to be honest about it. He said he's using everything at the United States' disposal to protect Americans from rising gas prices. One of the sanctions that hasn't been put on Russia yet is to keep Russian oil and gas off of world markets. That's also really important for Europe. But inflation is already a top political concern for Biden, and uh, it's one of the problems he has going into the November midterms. But so far, I would say there is support for this. This is a big switch from the Trump administration. Uh, Donald Trump was openly admiring of Putin. And as a matter of fact, yesterday in a Fox News interview, Trump said that Putin's move in Ukraine was, quote, genius and that Putin himself was very savvy and smart. Of course. Of course he is, because he's doing what he can. See what I'm saying? Donald Trump wouldn't have allowed this. This a situation wouldn't be. Fucking, fuck illegitimate Joe, man. It's goddamn NPR's ridiculous. Moral Eisen, thanks a lot. You're welcome. As we just heard from Mara, the economic fallout from the events transpiring in Ukraine may soon be felt at your local gas pump. The administration oh, hopes Jesus. to minimize pain for U.S. consumers, but Biden did acknowledge retaliatory sanctions may carry a price tag. Defending freedom will have cost. For us as well, and here at home, we need... But you know what's funny? How... Well, I'm, I'm done trying to figure out how fucking... Like, events affect gas prices. Everything affects gas prices. Fucking a hurricane in South Africa affects gas prices. Fuck them, man. They're just looking to fucking make money, and it's... I gotta, oh, I gotta shut this door because I'm loud. I can't be loud. Ugh. Come on, stop, kitty cat. I forgot to shut the door. Okay, so now, see, OPEC or whomever is in control of the goddamn oil, they just want to make as much money as they fucking can. So they use any excuse to raise the prices. Oh my god. Oh my god, shit's happening, we need to raise prices. Fuck you. I mean, why? Well, because you need to make more money. That's the only goddamn reason I can think of. But then again, I'm an idiot. So who the fuck cares what I think, huh? Be honest about that. For more on the economic consequences, we're joined now by NPR Scott Horsley. Scott, consumers are already facing the highest inflation in four decades. So how is this going to feed into that? Well, the first place you're likely to see the impact is in energy prices, which have been a big factor in inflation. Russia, of course, is a major... Ex Just a reminder, inflation is a tax on the poor. Higher gas prices is a tax on the poor. Oh, it, 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 it's sad that this shit happened all because of a fucking lie. And lies... On a fucking scamdemic. Ah, oh, people just trying to play games with the fucking world, and it just it. Oh, it... what what else can you do other than laugh?
exporter of both oil and natural gas, and supplies of oil on the world market are already fairly tight. Daniel Jurgens, an oil expert and vice chairman at IHS Market, he says demand for crude oil has bounced back strongly after that deep slump early in the pandemic, and so far, he says, suppliers have not really caught up. Then on top of that, you have this crisis, and so there's a geopolitical premium, or call it a fear premium, in the price of oil, an expectation that as this crisis spirals worse, that supplies of oil from Russia are going to be disrupted. As Mara mentioned, President Biden is urging other oil producers, both here at home and around the world, to boost production. But in the short run, we could easily see higher prices at the gas pump. And gas prices are already up about 20 cents over the last month. What about natural gas, uh, which affects uh, people's heating and electricity bills? Natural gas prices have been rising in the U.S., but they're really high in Europe. Uh, Germany uh, did bite the bullet when it said it would not allow the new Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia to begin operating uh, while this Ukraine conflict's underway. That's a, that's a big move. It deprives Russia of what the White House says would have been a cash cow. This is ridiculous. I just don't fucking understand... Why illegitimate Joe Biden thinks he has the power to control everybody in the world? You see, that's, that's the thing. It's it, it's not necessarily him because he's obviously not running shit. I mean, the guy's a fucking idiot, dementia-ridden piece of shit, and doesn't he? He doesn't. He can't hold a fucking conversation because you know them them trains. They were uh, you know you you know what I'm saying them them. Uh, Sniffing the girls' hairs and fuck you, Joe Biden. You're a piece of shit. But it also means supplies in Europe will remain tight. Now, Jurgen notes the U.S. has been stepping up its exports of liquid natural gas to Europe, and that has somewhat loosened what had been a Russian chokehold. For a good part of last month, U.S. LNG exports to Europe exceeded Russian pipeline deliveries, showing the change in the global energy balance. And that while Russia has a strong position as a gas exporter to Europe, it's not as strong as it used to be. Jurgen has written a book about these changing energy dynamics called The New Map, uh, even as Vladimir Putin tries to go back to something like a map from the mid-20th century. All right, Scott, the multi-billion dollar question here is, can Russia handle these sanctions? Of course Russia they has built can. a lot of reserves. Russians, officials... Russia can do whatever the fuck they want. They're... Putin can do whatever the fuck he wants, obviously, because nobody's, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm lost. This whole Russia, Ukraine, what, I, what is the fucking point? Ukraine doesn't want to be part of Russia. Russia's fine with that. Putin's fine with that. Russia, or Ukraine wants to be part of NATO. Putin is not okay with that. And apparently, illegitimate Joe Biden is not okay with that either, because they've been paying him money, 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 money. I'm guessing so they, so they would change his mind to enter the NATO, the NATO. <laughs> but he, they haven't yet. Uh, will they? This is all just fucking games, man, and it, it's disgusting.
per se will enable it to weather whatever the U.S. and its allies uh, throw in its direction. One thing you have to keep in mind is that for all its tanks and nuclear weapons, Russia's economy is pretty small, and its trading relationship with the U.S. is very limited. Uh, Jeff Schott, who's with the Peterson Institute for International Economics, says European countries who have a much closer commercial tie to, to Russia, Europe does about eight times the trading volume that the U.S. does. The U.S. does very little trade of goods and services with Russia. So the cost of a disruption will have a more immediate and profound effect on the European economy than on the U.S. economy. Over time, of course, those disruptions could be felt on this side of the Atlantic, and investors are watching for that. Uh, the S&P 500 index fell about 1% yesterday, and it's now in correction territory, down 10% from its peak way back at the beginning of January. That's NPR's Scott Horsley. Scott, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Hey there, fellow Jesterians. Let me tell you about a sponsor of ours that is now part of the Jester family. Shine On Botanicals is one of the purest CBD distillate on the market. We have tinctures, roll-ons, vapes, gummies. We also have pet tinctures. Email thepromotinggester at gmail.com. Put shine on the subject line and list what you would like to purchase. By the end of the week, you will receive an invoice. Easy peasy. Now let's get back to the UFC. Opioid overdoses kill tens of thousands of Americans every year. Some of the biggest corporations accused of fueling the opioid crisis, including Johnson & Johnson and Purdue Pharma, they've been taken to court over their role. NPR has now learned that final settlements in those cases are expected to come down soon. This <sighs> Opioids. You see, again, this, as we found out from reading with Dr. Carl Hart, you can't believe the goddamn numbers they tell you. Is it opioids or is it fentanyl or is it just, is it inexperienced users who are just getting fucked and losing their goddamn lives? I mean, I recently had a friend last year who died of an overdose because he, <laughs> but you can't, you can't blame these fucking companies for people making their decisions. There, there's a whole bunch of shit that goes into it. You can't, it's like fucking suing a goddamn gun company for shooting for some, because somebody shot somebody with their gun. I mean, that's ridiculous. Suing car manufacturers for a car accident. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Settlements that would be worth roughly $32 billion include some controversial provisions. But the money could help a lot of people and communities struggling with addiction. Let's hear more about it with NPR's Brian Mann, our addiction correspondent. Brian, $32 billion sounds like a lot of money, but is it enough money to make a difference? Yeah, you know, the experts I talk to say yes. Under these deals, the way they're being finalized, that money would be paid out over the next 20 years. So a oh. new steady stream of funding for things like drug treatment and harm reduction programs. And that'll save lives at a time when drug overdoses are killing record numbers of Americans, as you mentioned. It, it is important to say, though, A, that uh, experts also agree this is not nearly enough money. Uh, $32 billion is a fraction of the cost of tackling the opioid epidemic. Taxpayers... No amount of money is going to be enough money for anybody. That's just the way they fucking work. Give me more money. Give me more money. Fuck you. Because you can't... Education and just 
Better lifestyle is how you fucking end this shit. Are already carrying most of the burden, paying for everything from rehab programs to new law enforcement. And that's not going to change because of this. What are the companies involved in these talks accused of doing wrong? So over the last 20 years, opioid medications like OxyContin became big business. And so drug makers like Purdue Pharma and Johnson & Johnson and also drug wholesalers got into this and made huge profits years after year. And, and what they're accused of doing is pushing the use of highly addictive pain pills far more aggressively than made medical sense. They're also accused of not having enough safeguards in place to keep these products from being abused and diverted for sale on the black market. I should say the companies involved deny any wrongdoing. Okay, now, which companies are close to deals? So two major deals appear to be close to the finish line. One is Purdue Pharma and its owners, members of the Sackler family. They reached one deal last year worth about $4.5 billion. Uh, but a federal judge threw that out. Too many states and the U.S. Justice Department objected to a provision that granted the Sacklers immunity from future lawsuits. The big news now is that the mediator involved is saying publicly... You see, again, the Sacklers... <sighs> You can't blame manufacturers for shit that people do. You can't blame them for making money in a capitalist fucking society. That's just what that's what we're all brought up to fucking do. This this I'm getting angry, I can't think. What is the point of suing these people? Is it just for money? Is that the only point? So they can get... They have to pay goddamn money? See, it's all about fucking... I fucking hate money, man. Money can suck my balls. That the Sacklers have sweetened their order to a total payout of roughly $6 billion. A mediator says there's been significant progress getting everyone on board, but they're not quite there yet. The other big deal, which is expected to be larger and sooner, involves three big drug distributors, Amerisource, Bergen, Cardinal Health, and McKesson, along with Johnson & Johnson. They've agreed to pay roughly $26 billion to settle opioid claims, and my sources tell me that deal involving most state and local governments uh, could come as early as Friday. Uh, and here again, uh, the companies, while they're paying out lots of cash, uh, they deny any wrongdoing. So are the Sacklers sticking to this demand? Yeah, because they didn't uh, do anything wrong. They fucking ran their company yeah, the and made money, never budged from that as demand. they should this have. This is a controversial piece of, of that negotiation. If the deal is finalized, they'll be sheltered from any future opioid lawsuits. One interesting development is that there are growing calls, including from a group of U.S. senators, for criminal investigations into the Sacklers' involvement in the opioid crisis. So far, no state or federal prosecutor has been willing to take on that fight. Yeah, who'd uh, want to touch Again, that's important to bullshit say, the as well. Have repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. They, that's NPR they, addiction. They, they haven't done Brian anything Mann. fucking we'll wrong. They ran a goddamn business, a popular Thank business. You. That is the UFC for Wednesday, February twenty third. Deuce, deuce. Our brand new sponsor, Pot V Life Dispensaries, at potvlife.us. Check them out, man. They got vapes. They have edibles. They have uh, cannabis beer. They have moon rocks. They have extracts. They have. They just have a whole selection of good shit, man. <clears throat> Go check out potvlife.us. Tell them the jester sent you. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. These motherfucking motherfuckers, man. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to keep on calling out their bullshit. That's what we're going to do. You're goddamn right. Ugh. So, the first story... Well, you're welcome, dear. The first story was fucking Russia. This is the 25th day we're discussing Russia. Now... So, Putin moved his troops to pro-Russian parts of Ukraine. I wouldn't call that... Well, I guess if it's Ukraine across the border... I guess rules are rules, and he 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 did invade Ukraine, but only to pro Russia, so only only to people who wanted to be part of Russia anyway. So I mean, no harm, no foul is what I would say, and that's why I guess they only gave limited sanctions. Which who the fuck knows what limited sanctions means in reality? You can't fucking believe a word these fuckers are saying because they just twisting shit. Uh, but we'll just keep on keeping on like they telling us the truth, shall we? Oh, fuck yeah, why not? Like I said, man, this situation wouldn't be if they hadn't installed illegitimate Joe Biden. If the true president that was duly elected was still president, this wouldn't be going on. This would not be happening. And second story was about gas prices. Well, of course the gas is going to go up because, oh no, something's happening. Something might affect something else and this might... So fear. I forget which president said it, but the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Fear isn't fucking real. Stop being afraid of bullshit. Stop putting fucking thoughts in your head that don't mean a goddamn thing. Fear is made up. Fear is not real. But because of fear they're raising the price on gas because maybe this might happen so we gotta we gotta protect our pockets protect our wallets fuck you pay me <laughs> that's that's the uh the the consensus of the uh people in charge people who control the gas the oil fuck you pay me i don't care fuck you pay me Hey, fellow jesters, I wanted to let you know the Sessions with the Jester t-shirts are finally available. They're $35 free shipping in the lower 48. Email thepromotingjester at gmail.com and tell them the sizes you want. They'll send you an invoice for a completely secure payment. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Oh, it's, it's just, it's gross, man. Fucking disgusting. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> just pay higher gas prices. What the fuck are you going to do? The fuck I'm going to do? The final story was about the opioid crisis in the Sackler family. Payouts are going to be made in the uh, opioid crisis lawsuits. <sighs> you can't regulate people's decisions. You can't regulate people's thinking. People are going to do what people are going to do. And if pe people are going to people die every fucking day. You you do your best to teach your children how to think, how to make proper decisions, how to weigh the positive and the negative, the pros and the cons. That's how you teach people. You don't tell them what to think, you teach them to think. 
and it so if people die people die it's their own fault fuck them well not fuck them but that's just cold-hearted but you know what i'm saying people do stupid shit and if people do stupid shit and get caught up doing stupid shit then they can die and it happens people die every fucking day man oh it's it's crazy disgusting and what are you gonna do man so now, you know what we can do? We're going to check in on Mr. Ben. We're going to see what space weather is for Wednesday, February 23rd. Deuce, deuce. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. It's a snow day in Colorado. I hope it's warmer where you are and you're ready for some fun geophysics, astrophysics, and space weather. We are starting with our star at spaceweathernews.com, and we find the last day on the sun with the filament eruption on the north. You might have spotted this in the opening sequence as well. Otherwise, we've got no solar flaring, but a large coronal hole is facing Earth. Solar wind amplification coming in about three days. Solar wind at Earth is calm right now. So let's go to our first article today, which is about the extreme electron content values during solar storms. The maximum is pretty much a death sentence for a satellite and even many aircraft. Luckily, the maximum doesn't exactly happen very often. But interestingly, it shows up most often at the equatorial zones rather than near the poles where the solar wind prefers to couple with the Earth. Let's go out and see a couple stars, starting with a new Black Widow pulsar. The moniker simply refers to the pulsar's binary having a teeny tiny mass by comparison. This animation still stuns after years pass since its release. But the cooler star story is this. They say it's one of the largest and brightest stars in the whole galaxy. It's just been hiding behind a dusty veil, and it's moving at psychotically high speeds. They say its speed almost requires a super binary star, but none is seen. And the star, which they say shines a million times brighter than the sun, was virtually unknown to astronomy as just a faint, uninteresting speck of light behind the dust before. Last but not least in the article front, we are back to geophysics where it is confirmed that the South Atlantic anomaly is a recurrent feature in the geodynamo. This is imperative because the geomagnetic excursion, the rapid pole shift we're in right now, is also a recurrent feature and one we've hoped gains better understanding both in the current shift and in the past patterns that can help us understand the current shift. It is indeed very probable that the South Atlantic anomaly repeatedly undergoes the initial stages of the weakening and reversal that act as the canary in the coal mine for the global field. We greatly appreciate your support. By the way, snow days make for slow shipping. If you ordered our book last week, I can tell you it is delayed. Thanks, UPS. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now, it's 5.45 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Absolutely. Good shit, Mr. Ben. Excellent episode. Remember to subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube. Get full impact those videos and stay up to date as to what's popping off cosmologically. The quote of the day is brought to you today by Channel 716. If you have Roku, add Channel 716 to your channel list. It has local WNY News Now and it's loaded with plenty of classic films 
with much more original content to come. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Elon Musk. Because you feel that something is important, it needs to be taken care of and done. Even if you, even if, like he said, even if it's against, goes against everything that, that the world believes, you, you do it because you, it's important to you. And if it's important to you, it's fucking deserves to be done. Because don't let anybody tell you that what you think is not as important as what anybody else thinks. You, you are important. You deserve to have that shit. So let's, let's ramp up. Let's get the words out there and let's spread the gesture revolution, baby. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so be a better version of yourself. Smoke weed every motherfucking day and just make shit happen.